folks, I think it's good to, to make a start, even though our numbers are fewer. It's maybe a reflection on the weather. I hope that's the case and there's still folks to come uh, to the meeting tonight. So you're going to have to sing out extra special well. 510 <coughs> is the hymn book. In the hymn book, how I praise thee, precious Saviour, that thy love laid hold of me. Thou hast saved and cleansed and filled me, that I might thy channel be.
We have been remembering Wesley at the throne of grace in prayer, and we want to continue to pray for him. There's not a, a dramatic change in his condition. His blood pressure is down a little bit, and they're still doing some investigation. So please remember uh, the Lord's servant. He's still in hospital. That soon he will know the touch of the master's hand and recover. Peter Moy, of course, uh, most of you, if not all of you, know Peter. Peter had a fall on Tuesday, and that resulted him going into the causeway. He was discharged, but um, he had received some very nasty injuries to his face, and uh, the blood was not uh, stopping flowing from his nose, so he has ended up in Antrim Hospital, where he has received more treatment, and we just pray for his recovery also, that it might be speedy. Uh, Yuri Sukar is your father. And Anastasia would like us to pray for him. He has some sickness and for him now at the moment to be called up to the front line uh, to serve as a soldier has come as a great shock to the family. And uh, he also cares for his aged mother. So remember this dear man, that there is a procedure he can go through if he can prove that he's looking after someone that he may not have to uh, go into the army and go to the front line. So remember, Yuri, before the throne of grace in prayer. Let's bow together and seek the Lord just now. Our God and Father, in the worthy name of our dear Saviour, we come before the throne of grace and we come in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you tonight afresh for the one in the glory who is bone of our bone and flesh of our flesh, the one who took upon himself our humanity and became the God-man and is the God-man forever. He continues to be so at the right hand of the Father in heaven. We rejoice that he's acquainted with us in every way, becoming like unto us, being made in our flesh and taking upon our likeness we rejoice that Jesus Christ knows how we feel. He knows the, the physical struggles of humanity. He knew what it was to be weak and tired and to shed tears, to suffer pain. And therefore, he's able to identify with us when it comes to our weakness. And we rejoice that he is and continues to be God forever. Never ceased to be God when he became man. And Lord, we worship him. We adore him tonight. The hymn writer said, Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. And we would do that now in this prayer meeting time, Bible study, at the commencement of it, that as we come before your holy presence, we come to adore the Lord, to glory in him, to make much of him. We thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, our Redeemer, our Savior, and blessed be God, our friend, the one that sticketh closer than a brother. We pray that his presence will be shed abroad in this meeting tonight, that we will know Christ in the midst of this gathering. We're here principally to meet with the Lord, to meet with him in his word, to meet with him in prayer. And we thank you for those that have made it in this very cold night and have ventured out into the frosty evening to seek the Lord. We pray that you'll bind our minds and our hearts together and give us a good time here. Give us a good time because the Lord is here. 
working in our hearts, drawing us closer to himself. We pray that Christ will be seen tonight in all that is done and said and sung. We pray that Christ will be honored and glorified in everything. We will come to think about the youth work of the church. We thank you for Samuel and for his position as the youth leader of the church and for those that serve with him on the committee. Thank you for his faithfulness. Thank you for his love for the youth. And we pray that you'll bless him in his own soul as he comes to report on the ministry of the youth fellowship. And as we come later, help us to pray for our young people. Lord, we do cover them for thee. We know what burdens we have in our heart for them, how we want to see them walk with God, love the Lord, put him first, obey Matthew 6 and 33 to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then we know the other things will be added to them. We pray that you will bless our young people, give them a heart for Christ, give them a love to serve thee. We pray that they will know the infilling of the Spirit of God as they seek to be a witness at school, at work, in the community, wherever life takes them, help them to be a bright light for the Lord. Thou hast told us to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. Remember all in the congregation that are sick and laid aside, every one of them on the prayer list. We think especially of those that are in hospital. For Wesley, up there in the causeway, that thou will be with him. Lord, you've helped him thus far. You've given him a peace in his heart, a joy in his soul. And Lord, as he continues to wait on examination results, that thou will bless him, that thou will encourage him, that thou will, as we often pray, perfect that which concerns him. May your healing touch be upon his body to raise him to health and strength again and be with his family at this time too. And Lord, we remember Peter. Lord, you know what happened on Tuesday and you know how he has, has struggled with health issues for, for many, many years and now this added to his present condition. May he know that healing process also, that it might be speedy and quick. Put your hand upon him. Reassure him in his heart of your love. We know that he loves the Lord. We know that he has a desire for thee. And there in that hospital ward in Antrim, may Jesus himself draw near and go with him. And we pray for Marlene and the family too, that I will be with them and bless them and encourage them at this time. Now, Lord, we take a moment to pray for Yuri, Anastasia's father. You know this news that has come through and how difficult it is with his own health problems and his caring responsibilities. We pray that the Lord will guide him in the preparation of this paper that has to be submitted and Lord, we pray that you'll even spare him not to go to the war and to the front line at this time. Put your hand of protection round about him and bless him and his family too. And give Anastasia here so far away from home, so far away from her dad at this time, give her a peace in her heart. And may we lean upon the exceeding precious promises of God, for thou hast told us that all things work together for good to them that love thee and to them who are the called according to your purpose. Help us, Lord, to prove that text and the promises of it. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Warm word of welcome uh, to you tonight in the Saviour's name. 
want you to pray for the group that is going to visit McGilligan Prison tomorrow, a group from Ukraine and a few others that are traveling with them uh, to keep them company. Pray that it will be a good witness. This has been opened up to everyone in the prison that they might come and listen to the testimony of the pastor. So pray for him, please, particularly. Friday evening is the Sunday school Christmas party at 7 o'clock and the young people will come in at the same time and they will go out to visit the seniors. Next Lord's Day, the prayer meeting at 8 o'clock, Sunday school 10.30, Bible class 10.45, Mervyn will deal with Y Bethlehem. Worship service 12 noon and in the afternoon, I want you just to note this, we're, we're going to have uh, two opportunities or two Sundays to go around the homes and St. James's at 3 o'clock and the Rotten's at 3.30 this coming Lord's Day. Uh, in St. James's, we will have to limit it to a particular number. And we'll mention that on the Lord's Day, maybe meet with those that can go carol singing and appoint you for that and then whoever else is able to go to the Rotten's. The following week on the 18th, knock and lodge at 3 and then to give us time to get back into the town, the Covenanter Flats at um, 3.45. In the evening of the Lord's Day coming, it's Christmas Friends and and Neighbours Night at 7 o'clock when various ones from the church here will take part. Supper will be served and the ladies have been asked to provide the suitable eatables. On the 18th, we have our annual Christmas carol service at 7. On the 25th, Christmas Day gospel service at 7 we also have morning services. Our worship service will be taking place. Somebody, I think, wondered if we're just announcing the evening service is the morning one taking place. It will, and you'll hear that announced near the time. We'll sing together 7.09. 7.09. Shining for Jesus everywhere I go. Shining for Jesus in this world of woe. Shining for Jesus more like him I grow shining all the time for Jesus. This is very biblical. We talked already in our prayer about letting our light so shine before men and there ought to be that shining. We ought to have that countenance that tells for the Lord everywhere we go in this world of woe, many things in the world and it is a world of woe that would make you sad and and downhearted and yet we ought to shine as those lights for the glory of God. And we will do that if we know something of what the line three says. More like him I grow. The more like Christ you are, the more you'll shine. And may the Lord help us to be like the Savior for his honor and his glory.
sought to set aside some time to pray for the children and the youth of the church. And uh, it's a wee bit different last week. Wesley wasn't able to be with us and he's not able to be with us tonight. So that Sunday school report will be delayed. We look forward to it. But we do have a report from the Youth Fellowship tonight. Samuel, we're delighted to have you, our youth leader. And again, as we prayed tonight, thank you for all you do with the young people, the love that you have for them and how you seek to serve them here in this church. We look forward to what you have to say and may the Lord make it a blessing to us all. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Um, I just want to read one verse of scripture with you. You'll know the verse. It's actually two verses, and it's in 1 Timothy 4, verses 12 and 13. And it's a verse that I often leave with the young people at the start of the year um, in September when we meet again. And it's, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. So... That's the young people that we want to have in our church. That's the sort of young people we want to see. Um, And it's a verse that uh, I pray over often for the young people of our church. Now, I couldn't believe it, but it was actually five years since I gave a report to the prayer meeting about the youth fellowship, if my records are right. Um, I couldn't find any other report on there so since 2017. But it was quite interesting just looking back at uh, the progress since then. Uh, because back then, uh, there was somewhere around 25 young people attending each Friday night at the Youth Fellowship. And we were meeting down in the fellowship or in the Bible classroom down the bottom. Um, at the moment, uh, we would have 40 to 50 most Friday nights. And while numbers are not everything, it is a great encouragement whenever you come in on a Friday night and there's a good crowd of young people there. We're meeting in the fellowship area now, and that helps uh, with uh, them all getting to know each other and sitting and chatting to each other on a Friday night. Um, There's a leadership team in the youth fellowship, so I was appointed as youth leader by the session, but the session knew I needed a bit of help, and they put there is... um, a representative from the session there as well, Jonathan, and from the committee, Stephen, and we have uh, Ryan, who is my right-hand man, and uh, assists me in everything that I do, is there, so they're all permanently there to help and to look after me, and then we have a youth committee, which is elected from the young people, so three young men and three young women, and we have Rebecca and Chloe McCauley, Rebecca Ray, Aaron and Lewis McCauley, and Chrissy Blair, so they're the ones who sort of act as a bit of a go-between and uh, help to run the meetings. Now I know for a lot of you, um, your only connection with the Youth Fellowship is maybe seeing them singing as a youth choir, and uh, you can have your own uh, opinions on that, whatever you think about the singing and all the rest, but we do much more than that with the young people. Uh, We meet most Friday nights, and uh, from about the end of September to the end of May, and the young people are welcome to come along from about uh, secondary school, well, secondary school age, so that's about age 11. And we don't really have an upper age limit, so um, I don't know what we want to say about that. Maybe 30, I don't know. We haven't kicked anyone out yet. They can come as long as they want. We try and hold on to them as long as possible. 
What's a typical meeting like? Well, we'll, have, uh, we'll sing together, we'll have a time of prayer, we'll maybe a quiz, a sword drill, uh, and a Bible study. So a lot of things that would be just very normal for uh, a youth meeting. Um, but the name of it is a youth fellowship, so that second word fellowship is very important as well. Um, I was thinking about this today when I was driving between appointments and I thought, you know, a young person could, if we didn't have a youth fellowship meeting, they could come to church on a, on a Sunday morning with their mum and dad and sit with their mum and dad and leave and come back the next, come back on a Sunday night and, and, a, and to the service and leave and never actually chat to anyone else their own age and never really get to know the other young people that are there in the church. And a big lot of what the youth fellowship is about is that the young people can fellowship, they can have a bit of banter with each other on a Friday night and have a time to talk. So that's one, one of the reasons why we moved into the fellowship area, um, because they're all sitting in a big circle. We put the, the, the sofas around the outside. There's no one left sitting in their own. Everyone's sitting beside someone, and they have time to, to talk before the meeting and after the meeting, and uh, we're, it's all fairly relaxed. Even during the meeting, sometimes they're, they're able to talk about certain things that we're doing. And we have a catering team. Rebecca looks after that for us, and she uh, gets us some toast or some pancakes and tea and, and juice and all afterwards. That definitely helps. Um, a lot has happened since 2017, um, since the last time uh, I, was, I was speaking to you. Um, we've taken a group to Uganda and got them all home again safely. Um, the Reverend Park has had a few groups to Romania and all home again safely. And uh, we've come through a lockdown and a lot of Zoom meetings. And uh, during that time, we, we travelled the world. We went to, to uh, Kenya, we went to Uganda, we went to Greenville. We, 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 we used it as, as, as best we could to, to see all our missionaries and to enjoy that as much as possible. But it's great to be back in the meetings. We have other types of things that we do throughout the year. We seem to have now got an annual trip to the lake in Kilray, which is enjoyed by everyone, a bit of water sports, a barbecue, um, sports night at Dalriada, and we, we go visiting to other meetings and things like that there. We try to deal with subjects that suit the young people. Um, we want to equip them for their life as young Christians. And over the past number of years, we've dealt with some good subjects that are very relevant to them. We've had special speakers along. Uh, we had a GP along to speak on mental health. Uh, and the, the young person, so that's very important for our young people. Uh, we've had Chris Killen along speaking on addictions a couple of times, so again, very, very uh, appropriate subjects to be de dealing with. Um, the Mormons got very um, prolific on social media for a while, so we just dealt with the, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and hopefully by the end of it, they, they realized that they were not the Church of Jesus Christ. They were far from it. And uh, we also had the Reverend Park along to speak on relationships. That was probably, I think that was the last one that you spoke on. Um, so for any of the young people that are in a relationship or wanting to be in a relationship, I'm sure that was very helpful for them. Last, the last time we met, we just dealt with how would you lead a sinner to Christ? So it's all very practical things, and that, I thought, was just uh, something good for them to be able to do. If someone came to them and said, I want to be saved, would they know where to start? Would they know how to even start to do something like that? And we were able to just take them through some verses of Scripture that could be useful, the Roman road, uh, as it's known, and uh, able to take a few notes so that if, if that ever comes up, 
they will be able to do it. Once a month we've been running a Bible study with them and we've got one of the young men to do that so it's good to get them involved as well and uh, that's where we would read a passage together, split them into a few groups uh, with a page and some questions to go through just to help them to read the passage, to understand the passage, to what's this passage saying, what's it telling me to do, what's it telling me not to do, how do I see Christ in this passage, just the sorts of things that they should be doing in their own Uh, daily devotions and helping them to uh, read God's word and to meditate on it together. Something else we did recently for for about a year was we we asked a couple of the young people just to come and tell us, tell tell us a verse you read this week that God spoke to you from. That's maybe something for all of us to try and and be able to do. Is there a verse that you, you read in the last week that God spoke to you from? And we just got them to do that. And it was again just shows that they were reading God's word at home and studying it, not just reading a verse and closing the Bible and forgetting about it, but actually trying to, to, to learn from it and to be spoken to from that, that verse. And uh, we also had a wee look at some of the heroes of the faith this year. That sort of started by accident, um, but it has turned into a mini-series, two minutes and one of the heroes of the faith that you're sitting watching around the, the fellowship area each, each night. Who are, who are they and what did they do? So we've, we've been able to do that as well. So there's lots of things happening in youth. Um, but, you know, we, we, we are so blessed in this church. We are so blessed for, with the young people that we have, both the number of them and the quality of them. Um, we, I take it as a privilege to be working with them each Friday night. And there's so many encouragements. And I want to share these encouragements with you. You know, over the last year... I don't think there's been one night when there hasn't been a visitor in at the Youth Fellowship. Someone who's not directly linked to this church. So why are they there? They're there because another young person has went and asked them to come along. And that's brilliant. It's brilliant. Our young people are going and inviting their school friends, their work colleagues, their university or college friends or whoever it may be. And they're saying, come along to Youth Fellowship. They might come for one or two or three nights. They might come for more than that. But it's a real blessing to see... uh, other young people being brought in on a Friday night. This year we've had a big influx of first years, I think there's six or seven of them uh, that have turned uh, that age for coming and they've been attending well so that's a good encouragement as as well. We have young men who have stepped up to take Bible studies and that's a a real good encouragement to see young men now being those who are willing to, to, to bring a message, a short message from God's word to the, the rest of the young people that are there. We have a lot of young people who help out on the Tuesday night at Youth Challenge. Uh, that might be doing, uh, a, acting as a spy or doing a memory verse or a quiz or sitting in the buses. Some of the older ones are teaching Sunday school. Again, it's lovely to see them doing things for God, not just sitting in a meeting uh, being fed, but actually now going out and doing something for, for God. And that's, that's a real encouragement to me. And then as well, the young people that go on the mission trips over the summer, so to places like Romania and Uganda and other places, uh, just taking time to do something more for God. But, you know, there, there's, there's many difficulties. You, you all know the, the hostility of the world that we're living in today that our young people are growing up in. Um, you only need to turn on a TV for half an hour and you're probably going to be either throwing something at it or or ready to turn it off again. Um, Read the first 
three or four chapters of Genesis and you're probably going to be accused of a hate crime. Um, so the young people are growing up in a very difficult world and they're being bombarded with uncleanness and sin every day of their lives and they need our prayers. They need our prayers. It's a real encouragement to me that every prayer meeting that we are at, that there is a prayer is being offered for our young people. Um, I often sit and think, you know, I don't have to pray for the young people tonight, for someone else has done it. I can pray for something else. Even that I'm here as youth leader and, and as, as uh, often it's the burden of the young people that is on my heart, but often two or three other people have already prayed for the young people. And I, I, I'm really encouraged by that. Uh, just keep doing it. Keep doing it because the young people need the prayers of God's people. Pray that God will strengthen them, that he'll protect them. We can't go out with them and help them in every decision that they make. We can't be, be alongside them, but we can pray that God will be alongside them and that God will help them uh, each day. Um, often young people will lose interest in the things of God as they get older. They will perhaps go to university and the things of church are no longer of any interest to them. And why, why does it happen? Why does these things happen? Well, I suppose for in many situations it's because maybe they were not saved in the first place. Maybe they've never been, there's never been a work of grace has been done in their hearts. So what I pray for is that for those among our young people who are not saved, that God will save them, that he'll do a work of grace in their hearts. And that will be a miracle to see that happening. So pray for that. And once they are saved, pray that they will be equipped to live for God. The devil wants to spoil them. The devil wants to destroy them, wants to uh, leave them unusable in the service of God. But pray for them that they will, you know, these are the young, young people who will be the, the committee men and the elders of tomorrow. They're the young people who will be the Sunday school teachers, the, the church workers, the, the missionaries, the pastors, the Christian parents of tomorrow and we want them on a, on a Friday night and, and at other meetings and, and the, the, uh, in the Bible class and such things like that there we want them to learn those good habits of reading God's word of praying of uh, studying God's word of relying upon God for direction and we want them to, to be able to uh, take a Sunday school class to be able to, to, take a, to, to preach a sermon to uh, lead a Bible study to lead a soul to Christ these are the things we want them to learn so thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your, uh, your interest in the young people. Um, if we summarize it in four prayer requests, pray for the unsaved, that they will be saved. Um, for those who no longer come, those who have strayed, that the word of God that's been sown in their hearts over many years will, will be answered and that they will come to know the Savior. For those that are saved, pray that God would protect them that he would um, keep them pure from the things of the world, help them to live for him, uh, should that be in school or in tech or university or work or wherever that would be. And pray that they will grow up to be young men and women of God, those who will be, as that verse says, examples of the believers. We want them to be better even than we were because we're nothing to look up to. We want them to be young men and young women who are uh, real examples uh, in all that they do for the Lord. 
And pray for those of us who are looking after it, for myself, for Jonathan, Steve and Ryan, and for the Youth Committee. We need, we need lots of grace to, as we deal with, with them on a, a Friday night, and we need the Lord to guide us and to direct us in all that we do. Um, we pray that it will be a blessing to this church as we see these young people growing up uh, further and, growing and going on with the Lord. Thank you very much. Samuel, thank you very much. Um, our hearts have been stirred tonight as we've listened to that report, the good report, uh, the encouragements that the young people have been to you and the other leaders and to this congregation. And as we say often from the pulpit, we love them and we mean that with all of our heart. And we want to see the very, very best for the young people to really know the Lord and walk with God in a world of, of darkness and of sin. So you've heard the request tonight. We want to deal with those later on when we come to our time of prayer. Thank you, Samuel. <clears throat> As I was just listening tonight, of course, you and I from the English-speaking world, we have no problem whatsoever. But I was just thinking of that little phrase, a bit of banter. And I don't know how that would translate into Russian, uh, but we can explain that later uh, to, to our friends. But Bit of banter, we understand that as Ulster people, and it's good that the young people can, can have that time. We've seen them interact with one another, and after the fellowship is over, and that we fellowship time when they have something to eat together and they get to know each other. I'm going to bring a short report on uh, the, the trip to Romania. We had a couple of days, particularly last week, and you know there's a, there's a verse we shared last Sunday on the video that is near to my heart from Psalm 41 and verse 1 <coughs> the Psalm 41 verse 1 blessed is he that considereth the poor the Lord will deliver him in time of trouble blessed is he that considereth the poor and that can be the poor around us we have poor people in circumstances in ill health as well as temporal physical financial ways right here on our doorstep and then when you take a step further uh, maybe into eastern Europe like we have or into Africa or some other parts of the mission field <coughs> then, then we meet with really poor people and to consider them as you know means not just to think about them when Jesus Christ considers you and I in our poorest state, he didn't just think in the mind about us, he did something. And whenever we consider the poor in our heart, it leads us to doing something. And we do like to do things for them. We had those, what I might call the two quality days last week, the, the Tuesday and the Wednesday. Monday was a travel day. In the evening we arrived there. But we had gone particularly to visit our wee family and uh, we think of Stefan, Krina and their seven children. These others that live next door. <clears throat> There's two other houses in this wee community with other family members and it was just a joy to see them again. This is the family that <clears throat> excuse me, we did the chicken coop for and there's 20 chickens there. I don't know much about 
uh, hens, their hens. Fellas, do you know the difference between a chicken and a hen? Of course you would. You're in the meat business. <laughs> Chickens are the ones that you deal with, and hens are the ones that lay eggs, of course. Chickens are the ones that we eat, if I'm right, and hens are the, one, the ones that give us the eggs that, that we eat. That's the main difference. And, and these ones um, were young, so they were starting to lay, and as time goes on, hopefully that will increase. But that wee project is up and running. We were able to send out clothes in advance and give them to uh, this family on arrival. And we did go, as we said, in two days to search for a pig for Christmas. And we eventually found one on the Wednesday. And there's a story behind that. Florentina, some of you have met Florentina. If you've been on one of our trips to Moldovanoa in the past, you'll have met this young girl. She's 12 now and her two wee sisters uh, trying out the toothbrushes that, that were sent. At least one was trying out by herself and the other one was getting help uh, from her brother. We had the opportunity to visit two churches and they are two of the Roma churches. There's five churches in that county, Baptist churches, evangelical churches, for over 400,000 people. And if I go back to my text, blessed is he that considereth the poor. It's not only to consider them, to give them clothes and the food, that's part of it, um, to help them financially when we can, but it is to give them the gospel, and that's the most important thing. And we want to support these pastors in giving the gospel. I know that this church was built from scratch. Uh, the other church that I visited, the pastor used to be there, and he moved. It's not very far away as the crow flies. It's only maybe two or three kilometers, but it's a long way around by road, and he moved here. And he started to reach out into the community. And everyone going to this church, they are converts to Christ. And that's a real encouragement. We spent a little bit of time with the children outside in the cold, doing a few games, and then into the, the church that we went. And as we told you, we were told to expect 10 or 15, and that began to grow. Uh, well before we arrived, we were getting phone calls. There's now 40 here. There's now 50 here. And when we arrived, uh, there were much more than that. So if we have sound, Jonathan, we can probably... So you'll probably hear the pastor that travelled with me is the one that's dominant there. And the children, um, they, they sort of half knew it. But you know, when we got to English that they didn't know, we taught them deep and wide. And if you didn't hear it, I want you to hear it tonight. But they did very well for not knowing any English. Two, three, two, one, two, three, 
very well. The pastor of that church is this gentleman on the right-hand side. He himself is a Roma uh, person, got, got a great love for the Lord and a great love to reach his own people. I can remember many years ago visiting another place. It was a gypsy church and the pastor, he, he told me about a big convention that he went to. It was a Baptist convention and the man that preached was calling people to serve the Lord and to go out here and there. And he said there were people volunteering. I'll go to such and such a place and I'll go here. And right across the whole auditorium, people were volunteering to, to reach others with the gospel. But as he listened, he began to cry. And he was thinking to himself, who will go to my people? Because there wasn't one volunteering to reach the Roma with the gospel. And there was another man sitting behind him and saw what was happening and noticed his tears. And he put his hand on his shoulder and he said, maybe you're the one that will go. And the Lord did call him. And he became a pastor to his own people. And it's great to see these men who know the Lord, love the Lord, working with their own people. After the service was over with the children, we, we met this family, a very poor family. We were able to, to leave something to help them in a practical way. We took a walk that evening, as you know, to this one room where these people lived. And they were just about to leave to go and find accommodation elsewhere because there was no heat whatsoever. And for £20, we were able to put a stove, a second-hand stove, into that home and the pastor got installed the next day. We took the Roma children uh, shopping for school supplies. It's always a nice thing to do. And then we met with another pastor who, who reaches out in that community, the man in the middle. Uh, the one on the right-hand side is Pastor Emmanuel Basile. And he's the man that I stayed with and the man that brought me around uh, the various places. We went to the second church on the Wednesday and met these people, this congregation, and had the opportunity to preach to them. First of all, we brought a message to the children that were there, and then we brought a message to the congregation that night. We went in the dark again to visit this wee family, uh, a mother and father and their five children, living in just one room. And again, a problem. They didn't have any stove to give them heat or to cook on. So we were able to leave something again and these folks were very quick to help their own people and uh, the next day or two they had food for them and they had a stove installed that you're able not only to get heat from but you're able to cook uh, from as well. The pastor on the right, Emmanuel, this is his father in the centre. He's been a pastor for many, many years and has served the Lord in, in that area. We met before we came home on the Thursday morning. We met with a group of six pastors and elders just to have a time of fellowship with them and to encourage them in the Lord. And that was a special time as well as we shared together. Uh, not long after coming home, again, some of these people that were helped in a very practical way. When I gave the little um, video last Sunday morning, I didn't say maybe you could, but I did say someone might. And there were two projects that I talked to the pastors about. One was supplying further chicken coops. And um, they have agreed that in a very slender budget, they can build uh, a chicken coop. They can supply the hens and the fence, everything 
for probably £150. And we said to one church, we'll try to, to raise enough money to do 10 of those. The other pastor was very interested in that project. But you know, as people don't have food from day to day, and he said, I would like to get my congregation, the poorest among them, a warm meal once a week. And we said, right, we'll raise the same amount of money that will feed them for three months of the winter. And we just put that out. We didn't make a, much of an appeal as such. But, you know, there were people that were stirred by the Lord. And even on Sunday morning and Sunday evening, there were folks in the church came to me and some since that. And if all the money comes in, and quite a bit has, we will have exceeded the target. And we're very thankful to that. I've seen the hand of God on this. I had a man today, and I was away visiting in Antrim Hospital this morning, and I was home about lunchtime, and there was a man called at my door. And he had to introduce himself. I actually knew him, but I hadn't seen him for decades. And he was from the Portadown direction. And he was coming up to spend a couple of days. And he said, I just want you to know that we listen to your videos every Sunday. He said, during lockdown, we weren't well. I had the shield. And it was a lifeline to us. And we were blessed. And we heard that story last Sunday morning. And I just wanted to give you this gift. And so he did. And at the same time, there was a man at the back door from Newton Ard. So I had to go out to him. And he had a gift for the same thing wasn't long into the house. There's another person on the front door, a lady from um, Balamina, and she came and she said, here is a gift for that. So we've just been really bowled over uh, when you think about what the Lord has done. I want to thank those that cleared up the church. It's a lot tidier now. And uh, we, we probably should say, hold fire on bringing more clothes in and let the church be tidy for a wee while. Uh, and if somebody builds me a shed where I can just put some of the stuff in, we can store it away out of the road. But we want to have a tidy church. And I uh, want to thank those that came in. A lot of quality clothes, I have to say, were packed into three pallets. And this is the wee, just for a minute, a lot of work was into it to get these things ready. So just see what is done. And the humorous parts as well. David, do you want to go to Romania? <laughs> There's different ways to pack up a, a pallet, you know. <laughs> oh, Robert! How are you doing? <laughs> Robert's back and, he, and he's alive. We're time with Aaron. This is getting the pallet strapped, you see. Now we let the expert have a go. They stay together in different sections. last night getting them out of the church where they were stored
these are being sent out to Emmanuel. So again, if you helped in this, getting clothes in, packing the pallets, doing whatever you did, thank you in the Saviour's name. I just want to say at this stage, uh, because a number of people had approached me, um, maybe going for a few days to Romania. So anyone that's interested in a mission trip, do, do just say it to me. It's not limited. Um, but it's limited in a sense in that the folks would need to be having the support of their church session. Uh, they would need to have a police check uh, because we're working with children. Uh, there's an application form and all to fill in. And they would need to, to show an evidence that they have a, an interest in these things. Uh, it's never a holiday going out to these as anybody that has been. But if you are, just uh, mention it to me. There, there is a very strong possibility of a short trip in the middle of February. And then, of course, we have the VBS in the summertime. So the one in February, that needs to be booked pretty Im- immediately uh, to get the flights. And then, of course, planning towards next year. want to thank the children that went on Monday night and they did a lovely job and they sang and it was absolutely beautiful and the people that heard them spoke highly of them and we are very thankful to the seniors of our church. We had a beautiful time with them on Tuesday uh, mid-morning and there was something for them to eat and a little gift for them to receive and we just thank God for the seniors uh, they're maybe not able to pack a pallet anymore or to climb up under the top. Well, there was a senior that did climb up under the top and uh, sought to get the thing down so that it was at the right height. But the seniors, many of them have, have borne the burden of the work for years and years and years and have been at the heart of the work during that period of time. And I suppose when, when you get over a certain age, you're not able to do what you once did. But we're still thankful because they do have a ministry in prayer and they come and they have this time together. We also, in the evening time, had a lovely time with the children that came in. There's a wee video that's been posted. You've maybe seen that. And uh, we thank Andrew and the team for doing that, for Elaine, who spoke to the children that night. Just as I come towards the end of these slides, we are thinking about the land of Ukraine and this is Lena's husband, isn't that right? Okay. Um, visiting the poor, bringing the word of God to them, bringing provisions to them as well. And it was nice to see Lena there on the right with that lady. These were just sent to us today. We heard news of this couple being killed. And I was just checking with Donald. He doesn't know the couple, but he he knows that this has happened. And I think they're going to try and help the family. But this couple were in their car and they drove over a mine, which blew up. And both parents, they lost their lives. And they've left eight children behind. So I'm sure that can be multiplied many, many times in what's happening in Ukraine. And our hearts are with these people and we pray for them. So there's a wee family to remember before the Lord. I think it's appropriate just even seeing that slide and and hearing what happened to sing. I have only one life on this earth. And that's all we have. 
There's not one of us will have two lives or three lives or four, just one. And we don't know when that's going to end. For that young couple, it ended quickly and it has left devastating results behind. You might live until you're 70, 80, 90, even beyond that. You don't know that. Some of you have reached some of those years I've mentioned. But we don't know what a day brings forth. And we've only one life. And you want to make that count for Christ. Because when you go to stand before him, what will you say? What will he say? He, he's not going to ask how well did you do in the earth? How advanced did you get in this, that and the other? He's going to ask what did you do for me? And he wants us to be good stewards and faithful stewards of the gospel. So I've only one life on this earth and as vapor is passing away. I must labor for treasures of worth. Our toil ends at the close of the day. And that's what Jesus said. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Not treasures on the earth where the, the thief can break through and steal. Or the moth and the rust can corrupt. But treasures in heaven. And treasures in heaven is what you do for Christ. And that's what will last. And that's what we want to aim towards and live in the light of that day. Thank you, Sylvia. There's a special 
prayer request, of course, for the Youth Fellowship. You've listened to the report. There's many things to pray over. Samuel has mentioned some particularly. Want to pray for the conversion of the young that are not saved. Want to pray for those that have come up through the Youth Fellowship and are no longer there, maybe no longer at church as well, that the Lord might retrieve them, bring them back. Want to pray for those that are saved, that they'll go on with God, walk with God in this world. Uh, The Lord might be pleased to call them. We do believe that God is dealing with some of our young people at this time. And there's a a mission field out there. See, or the worldwide open doors inviting. And we're praying that God will raise up other missionaries and ministers of the gospel and even those just to serve God here at home. We've mentioned Peter, we've mentioned Wesley. The others are much in our minds also as we think about them personally and individually. Good to see Marion here tonight. We're remembering our sister. Think of Madge and Dave and these others. Let's pray for them, please. And we've kept this slide live as well so that you can pray for Ukraine and all its need with all uh, those at home here with us, our Ukrainian friends, those back in Ukraine that are serving the Lord, and the missionaries that are there, the pastors and leaders that are seeking to be faithful at this time. So we come to our time of prayer and we say good night to those that are listening in on the internet. Trust that you've been blessed, that you've been challenged in some way and stirred in your heart. And you may go now and pray also even as the congregation comes to this wee time before God.